Hi, my name is Bob Brooks, founder of Long in the Tooth Podcast. Most dentists fail to plan ahead for the sale of their practice, which costs them hundreds of thousands of dollars and burdens the ones they love with uncertainty about the future. So every Friday on Long in the Tooth, we share non-clinical insights from dental industry experts to help practice owners prepare for the sale of their practice today so they maximize profitability and peace of mind in the future. For all the hard work you put into building a practice, we believe that you, your family, and your staff deserve to transition after the sale into an even richer and more rewarding season of life. We have Marnie Andes joining us again. Thank you for joining us, Marnie. Of course, thank you for having me, Marie. Marnie wrote a book called Start With the Give Me Shots, and this book highlights that success in business and life does not come without taking advice, learning lessons, and living with intention. And one of the topics of the book I find to be super intriguing, it's a simple and fundamental principle of just knowing the rules of the game. And I do love this because in my industry, people are really excited about buying a practice, starting practice from scratch, buying multiple practices, selling a practice or selling multiple practices, and not a lot of um, education happens in the business side of dentistry. So typically, you know, our clients are amazing dentists, but uh, it's not often for them to get like an MBA in addition to their dental degree. So, but when you buy a practice, you are now a business owner. And there is a lot to be said for understanding and knowing all of the ins and outs of running a business. And so, Marnie, I'd like for you to share your story and your journey of becoming Miss America, because I love, well, I love one of the things that you said when you were starting and preparing before you'd even done any pageants is you told your mother, hey, I don't want to talk about this. I want to do it. I love that because mm -hmm. <laughs> I think like, just, hey, I want to do this. Let's just stop talking about it. Let's just get this done. And so yeah. please share, share with us kind of what this journey uh, looked like for you. Well, thank you. I've, I've obviously will talk a little bit about how I've used it um, in my professional career and life as well. But, you know, this was um, a story of I had, um, again, I, I grew up in a small town in Western Nebraska. And so, you know, I sat around the TV for a number of years watching um, Miss America, and I'd also watched um, Miss Teen USA, which was on the television. And that happened to be that particular day that I was that you shared already about what I'd said to my mom. I'd watched it for like five years with her, and and had just said, I just want to stop talking about it. And I just want to do it. But we had no idea what we were doing. I mean, I had not ever modeled before. I I had no idea what I was getting into, but I knew watching it that there was a Miss Nebraska somewhere. Yeah. So, you know, the, 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 you know, the lesson that my dad taught me and he, you know, did this for everything, which we'll talk about, but he said, you know, you can do anything you want as long as you know the rules of the game. And so part of that was just to say, you know, don't completely rule yourself out of anything because you just need to learn what the rules of the game are, but also don't just jump in head first without learning the rules of the game. And I know part of what you just shared around, you know, some of you know, your clients and so forth. So really it was just, you know, we went and we learned everything we could about it. We asked, you know, who was the expert in our area? You know, who knew about it? Who had ever done it before? What did we need to do in order to be successful? And we pretty much took that to heart. I mean, it was, there wasn't really any of like, well, what do we think we need to do? It was a little bit of like, we have not done this before. Let's take every expert advice we could get and let's go after it in that way. And in that particular case, it was the first pageant I'd ever competed in, and I won on my first try as, 
and one Miss Nebraska Teen USA. Now I've later gone on and I competed um, after moving to Colorado. Uh, I competed in the Mrs. Colorado pageant system and won there and then went on to actually hold the title. I was the first Mrs. Colorado to ever hold the title of Mrs. America. And I oh, still attribute it to the fact that <laughs> I, I still attribute it to the fact that I, I would always learn. I was, I never, ever felt like I knew more than anybody else. Instead, I, I'm a, I'm actually very vocal about the fact that I've been in very few pageants, but have been incredibly successful. It was because I observed what other people had, had done. I would get, yeah. I would, I would find out who's the best photographer, where's the best place that you're supposed to buy these things, who do you talk to around, you know, how do you prep, what are the kinds of questions they're going to be asking and so forth. But this is a lesson without a doubt. I mean, eight of the, all eight of the lessons that I put in the book I have used in business and in life. And this lesson in particular, I really think has been the lesson of lessons that if yeah. there was anything that I was curious about doing, or if there was anything that I said, I want to do that and I want to do it right it was to remind myself that you really can do anything if you know the rules of the game but you know similarly by doing that and by learning the rules of the game i always tell groups this too it's super important before you make the decision to jump into something if you give yourself the space and the time to educate yourself about what it takes to be successful it's okay that if you find out in that process that it isn't something you necessarily want to do, that's okay too. But too many times we don't educate ourselves or we don't ask enough or we don't observe enough that sometimes we can get into something and then pretty soon you might go, I don't even know why I'm doing this anymore. So I do feel like it sets you up for success. It helps you maybe, you know, dispel beliefs or, you know, the fact that you might disbelieve that you could do something. Um, I think it solves a lot of, a lot of questions, a lot of challenges for you, especially as you embark on some new adventure, such as buying a dental practice. You know, I like that because I feel that, you know, a lot of our younger practitioners, a owning a dental practice is not rocket science. It's not like there's some secret sauce that you have to have in your personality to be successful at this. Um, and especially within our demographic, I'm in Colorado and, you know, we don't have, we're not too oversaturated here with dental practitioners. So, you know, a lot of our clients are very, very successful. And I think that there's a lot of anxiety that goes into doing something like owning a business because the fears are, um, I actually believe the fears really come from not having the education to know that, you know, essentially all the rules of the business and that you can do it and be successful. So I do love your example that, you know, it was taking a lot of the initiative on learning how to do everything right, like building that foundation first before jumping into it that led to uh, you being successful and having the foundation to be successful. And oftentimes in business, I think we get excited about business opportunities and sometimes jump really quickly into them. And I've had a few individuals that, like you said, you know, in the education process have realized, hey, maybe this isn't what I wanted. Maybe I didn't, I really love owning one practice, but you know, as I've owned, you know, purchased three or four being that multiple practice owner, wasn't really my thing. I didn't really love it. Um, and so then they've sold, you know, their other practices and they just have one now. And I think those are sometimes hard lessons to learn, especially if the other practices didn't end up being successful. And I think there's some missed opportunities with the education at the onset of purchasing a practice. I for sure feel that 
there's a lot that young buyers can do to be very successful in the transition process, as well as just owning a business. If they take the time to build that foundation of, you know, learning all of the basics of running a dental practice, as well as understanding the basics of what it takes to purchase a dental practice. And so I like that. Well, I like, I do agree with you. I think this is super applicable in lots of different areas of our life, not just in business or in transitions where I work, but um, being able to understand and know the rules of the game and know what you're getting yourself into can, like you said, help you decide if you really want to do it, as well as just have a different level of preparation. It can alleviate a lot of frustration because I'll give you an opposite. Well, I'll give you another example. So when I was starting my nonprofit in 2006, for the first couple of years, I mean, it's still a very scrappy nonprofit because I don't pay anybody to help run it. A lot of the energy that I give into it is of my own doing, my own money, those kinds of things. But when I was starting out and I knew that I wanted to, um, you know, make sure that I could, you know, have a 503C and all these different things. Um, And one of the things that I was doing was just getting caught up in, you know, paperwork beyond paperwork and, um, and I said that wrong, it's 501c3, so I don't want it, my users to think that I've suddenly applied for something that's probably not applicable in this <laughs> in the state. But um, but you can see, like, that was actually one of the things that was really actually killing me personally, because I knew what I wanted to do. I could talk to anybody about that nonprofit. I could talk to them about why the money mattered and where the money would go and the kinds of lives that it was impacting. But once I had to sit down and figure out the paperwork and getting a board together and all these things, and, and you know, I, I got to a point where I thought, I just need to, I mean, I jumped in, I gave some scholarships away, but I, I maybe this just isn't for me. And then I sat back and almost had to remind myself of the lesson I already knew to be true. It was, okay, if you really want to do this, then let's start, let's start understanding what the rules are for this to be successful. So, you know, I started talking to other people. I found out that there was a really good consultant in town and that was all she did was advise nonprofits on how to do this. She helped me set up things, you know, everything from bylaws to completing the paperwork that I filed so that I could get the nonprofit status to the point of like, let's get the board organized and here's how we could do it. I mean, once I did that and invested the energy there into someone who's like, I do this for a living, what you've been spending hours and hours and weekends and weekends. And of course I had young children at the time. um, You know, I, I look at it now and just go, if I was, if that was a do-over, that's exactly what I would be doing. And so without a doubt, especially with your listeners, you know, it really is take the time and effort put the time in now to understand what those rules are and potentially what other people you need to tap to be incredibly successful so that you do set yourself up for success. Yeah, I think that's a good example of, you know, why it's essential to tap into people that are experts, because like I mentioned earlier, it's not rocket science to run a successful dental practice. And there's tons of people that have taken so much time to learn the ins and outs of the legal side of the CPA side of the consulting side practice management, there's a ton of experts around uh, in any marketplace that could come in and assist. It's not like you have to be this all of a sudden expert at running a dental practice, you can utilize people that have done this before that know what they're talking about. And yeah, I think it's worth the time and money to hire those individuals as a team of experts around you so that you're really well prepared jumping in to practice ownership, whether it be a startup or buying a practice, so that you can have, you know, people to call and tap in and say, hey, I don't want to spend all Saturday figuring out 
how to set up my bookkeeping and have the person, right. the expert at doing that, set it up for you. And just, you can learn the system of how to do it well, but you don't have to necessarily be the person being the expert at it. So I do love that. Cause I think that, you know, knowing the rules of the game doesn't necessarily mean we have to be an expert at every little aspect of what we do, but I do like that we know where to go to get the answers and we know who to rely on and we have experts around us that can help save time for us. There's, you know, there's a couple things, actually, as you were sharing some of that, and this is something I've shared with groups before too, there's a couple things that are actually related to this. And I think, especially folks that are practice, you know, owners or looking to buy a practice or business owners in general, there's a couple things um, one being, what is your time worth? And I think it's really easy for a lot of people to just say, well, my time's, you know, it's worth this, you know, it's worth this amount. I understand that what I you know, might be giving up, but are you really understanding what you're giving up? And so, you know, the investment in an expert or not wasting your time, quite frankly, learning something that might take you far longer than you really have to learn that when you could just invest in either someone helping you, advising you. And the other thing around this too is, you know, it's a little bit of letting go of the ego. It's, it's okay to admit that you don't know all those things, but you could, you could get caught up with at least understanding structurally what, what all the mechanics of those things are. What is each yeah. part that you need, but you don't have to be an expert in each of those parts. And so, you know, I always tell people, and that's, that's where a lot of what I do comes into play, regardless of what industry you you are in, which is helping to complement some of these kinds of efforts, which is really getting at the heart of what may be holding you back personally around some of this. So, you know, do we need to really sort of dig into why it is that you can't let go of something or why it is that you have to know everything there is to know about it in order to, to be able to feel, you know, confident moving forward. And so I dig into that with whether it be, you know, practitioners, providers, leaders, business people. I've done it with people individually in life. And, and so many times I do find that we get caught up a little bit about, you know, what we think we're supposed to be doing and letting go of that a little bit and how we spend our time. And I really think that if, you know, if that's resonating with people that what has maybe held them back a little bit or prevented them or certainly made something seem a lot longer than it needed to, yeah. Um, those are the things to really start to lean into. Yes. I love that. Thank you so much for your expertise. I think you've provided a lot of just fundamental things for us to think about that can make a huge difference in our profession, as well as, you know, our clients in the dental industry that can help change the course of what they're doing, even on a very simple and basic level to see some added value, as well as a lot more enjoyment within their profession. And we will leave your contact information within the podcast. So if anybody would like to reach out to you, Marnie is a phenomenal consultant and leadership coach and could help any practitioner at whatever stage of you're working on buying a practice, starting practice from scratch, planning a transition out, you know, five to seven years and improving your systems and protocols. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Marie. I really appreciate it. 